Hope so. Well, we. Oh, okay. That's I forgot. I don't know what 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 our site. It's really it's cold, but I we uh we just turn on the fan because that still air for some reason makes us all feel gross. The last episode towards the end started to get a little hot. Oh yeah. Just a little bit, but then again, I have a scarf on. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> did you pay attention to last week's episode? No. <laughs> Fashion over function. I caught the later half. The first half I was. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go. Oh, so everything's rolling? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Well, guys, damn, episode 16. <laughs> I say that every episode. I know. No, you've only said that this time. Really? Because this last time was episode 15. It's only episode 15. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a good one. Yeah. It wasn't stupid like all of mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's, been, it's been an eventful week already for us, guys. Um, you know, I think that we should just start off with uh, you know, a moment of silence for uh, Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, R.I.P. to... To to the legend. My mic's not on. Now it's on. Now, now, now it's, it's on. It wasn't on earlier. No, I don't know. It was, I had it. It was a blue light earlier. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, see, there you go. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, I think maybe muted, maybe. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how this thing works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh. <laughs> Take two. Take two. <laughs> First take two. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> All things considered, it's not bad. <laughs> On our 16th episode. Yeah. 16th episode of Smooth Operations. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so as I was saying, uh, you know, just wanted to pay some respects to Stan Lee. He, uh, he uh, passed away yesterday, which was uh, November 12th at the age of 95. Left behind quite a legacy, and well, let me tell you something, man. I don't think that that there's anything to really be sad about, man. We've got 95 years of of an amazing life. He created a lot of amazing well, memories for us all. Yep. R.I.P. Man. Yeah, yeah. So kind of going along with that, what do you if you were to? Like, he's created so many superheroes. So His ideas were crazy and outlandish. I mean, there's. Some really wild superheroes that you know are less known, um, but you know, kind of along that line. If you were to give yourself a superhero name, what would it be? A superhero name? Yeah, hmm. yeah. that's a <laughs> damn way to just put us on the spot of not being prepared, dude. That's a I don't hard even, one. Yeah, I don't that's even a hard know. One. <laughs> hmm. What would you? I don't know. I I'm feel not, like you've given this. No, not up. really. I mean, it's just like kind of came to my head, but oh. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't mean to steal. A name that's already out there, but just you know, knowing who I am, maybe like low key, <laughs> <laughs> not spelled the same. <laughs> low key <laughs> for all of our international listeners. <laughs> it's L O W key. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, it's how yeah, it's how. Uh, it's how we Americans talk. <laughs> Low key, huh? I don't know. Okay, how about you, Daryl? I have no idea. I really have no idea. I was thinking of something very inappropriate, so I obviously can't say it on here. But 
Are we going back back to superpowers though? You can if you hmm. want to. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably keep it to myself. Uh, <laughs> we can discuss we can this revisit. off the air. Yeah, we can revisit. It. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's just something that popped in my head because it's just I don't know, it's just something <laughs> low, to talk about. I don't low know. key. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I really was, don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a hard one. I'll probably have an answer maybe by the end of this podcast. Maybe. Yeah. 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 But you know what? <laughs> I just thought of one for you, actually. But Which one? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> say it. Say it. <laughs> Toothless? Oh! oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was... That was... <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought of the dragon from uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, I got one for you. His name was Toothless? Yeah. Uh, well, I've never seen the movie. Uh, G Maximus. G Maximus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to your glutes. G Maximus. If you follow him on his Instagram. If you follow me on my Instagram. <laughs> for all of you out there who don't know, but uh, I have some of the best. Well, natural legs and glutes <laughs> in town. He really goes out of his way to show them, too. I got no shame in my game, homie. Hey, that's cool, man. I what, mean, yeah. I don't, I, I, <laughs> G Maximus. That, that sounds like a porn star. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> if I'm scrolling online, I'd be like, oh, man, well, this is going to be a bad video. <laughs> Why? Well, first oh, off, man. I wouldn't be in that section, of course. <laughs> oh yeah. So by the way, it's a Zeril called called me toothless because because everyone out there, well, but you've probably seen it in maybe the first few episodes of the JadaCast podcast. But here, well, let me show everybody. I have only if you're watching. Yeah. By the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, another reason to incentivize you to watch. But uh, I'm missing a tooth right here, <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a fake one. Ta-da. Yeah. So, um, so, so like, I had a baby, too. You know what's crazy? Because hmm. that, 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 that insert is kind of like an Invisalign. Yeah. But it looks a lot more invisible than an Invisalign. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really good. You can't tell it's there. Yeah. It's actually a uh, r- retainer. Right. That's yeah. and that's basically what Invisalign like, you know, yeah. the, the oh, they re- are? yeah, they're yeah. retainers that just help you straighten your teeth. But it I can't help that everyone that wears them looks like boxers, but you don't. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, mine is actually pretty thin. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, well, probably that's why because the the Invisalign's are made to move your teeth mm-hmm. and they can't be very flexible so they have to have that thickness. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the Invisalign's are pretty thin also. Oh, are they? Yeah, I just think it's the way that it fits in your mouth. But uh-huh. like my retainer is a little bit thicker, for example. So mm-hmm. like if I have it in, like you'd be able to tell that I'm we- yeah. it sounds like I'm wearing a mouth guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's what they like whenever I see someone wearing them because there's a few people around here that in our office that wears them during office hours and yeah. Yeah, it looks like they're they're ready to go play football or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like for mine, um, um, I have to wear it overnight. Well, I'm supposed to wear it overnight, but let's be honest, I never wear that shit overnight. Really? The the I never wear the one wear. you're wearing now. Yeah. Why? Your teeth are straight. It's not like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, because just in case, case you know, someone wakes dentist. you up and you want to look good. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this way. <laughs> You know damn well that you didn't wake up that way. No, but um, but like, yeah, yeah. So my teeth, they never move, Mm -hmm. move anymore. You know, uh, like, like I had braces for maybe a few years, 
And then they've just just stayed solid ever since. And then I used to have a massive, to have a massive, um, I mean, it's an underbite, right? If it's under. If well, your like, lower jaw is protruding yeah. outward, that's yeah. an underbite. Yeah. yeah, like, so I had a massive underbite, and now and now I have an overbite. It's oh, crazy. really? Yeah. Yeah. For rubber bands and shit that, that they make you wear. I'm kind of the same way. Because yeah. I have, I mean, I have a pretty big jaw. Um, but I had, yeah, I had an underbite now because of the bands. It's like a semi overbite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The rubber bands, the stuff is crazy of yeah. how like such okay. such a simple solution yeah. can actually fix and restructure your whole damn skull pretty much, right? Yeah. That's trip. Yeah. It's weird. Mm. Oh yeah. So anyways. And this is the dirty part part about about my fake tooth is that um is that so so I have to get to get I'm an implant if I want it to be permanent. Tell me why the dentist has has figured out that the most visible teeth that that people see immediately are the most expensive ones, and so mine, even with insurance, it's like seven thousand bucks. Seven thousand bucks, and my insurance only takes off eight hundred bucks. I'm like, so what you're telling me is that this tooth costs more than my car? <laughs> well, is it is it because it's considered like a cosmetic? Uh, I think I yeah. think so. But but but, yeah. but shouldn't that? But it's dental though. Yeah, you know. So it's, it's not like I'm trying to get get some duck lips. <laughs> I already have duck. <laughs> I already have, have have some duck lips. <laughs> but you know, black people got big lips. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Maybe I should start a Patreon. Yeah. Maybe Patreon. Yeah. Or a GoFundMe account. Hmm. Yeah. GoFundMe. Yeah. Can they investigate you? For for like you know say for example if you have a GoFundMe account for this specific purpose to buy or pay for for X Y and Z but you go off and buy a car with it can they investigate you for that you think or or is it kind of just based off principle I have no idea I don't know how that works mm-hmm. I've never opened one up I've never I've you know I've donated to them yeah know, depending on Such who it nice is guy. well I mean it depends on who it is I'm not gonna just like. Any scrolling, yeah, yeah. okay. I, that's know. how I took it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. It's like, it's like, for example, a friend of mine had a some kind of accident and they needed oh, okay. the help. You know. All right, so yeah. those kind of things, yeah, okay. yeah, I'll do. But you know, as, if, I thought I'm you were just no taking time person. out of your day. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so that's what you do here. Yeah, <laughs> scroll through that and just like, like, oh, this <sighs> looks just. <laughs> Throw a they couple. Should bucks come up here. with like a serious sob story of of like. Of like, oh, you know, I was teased all throughout high school. I, I never had a girlfriend. I had dreams of being a runway model, yeah. but this is the one thing that's been holding me back. Please, yeah. I need seven thousand dollars. Oh. <laughs> That'd yeah. be kind of dirty, though. See, that's the thing is, you know, you don't, you never know. There's some shady people that will probably come up with some crazy story just to get a couple more bucks. Yeah, you know, I remember, like, even with, uh, with Kickstarter. Mm. Uh, there was something that I was looking interested in. I didn't back it, but it was a uh, a helmet that had a heads up display, and you know it's a motorcycle helmet. Mm-hmm. So in the motorcycle helmet, it has a heads up display in the in the in the glass oh, that's, that's covering your eyes, so you oh, can kind of see. Cool. Like you can use it for for GPS and whatnot instead it's of having distracting. Look, yeah, it look it's, it, it seemed distracting. I, that's why I didn't fund it. I didn't back it or anything. But apparently the guys got those those dudes that that started it got funded like crazy. A lot of people put money into it, and they started buying like cars and like <laughs> like going out and crazy like binges of drinking and nightclubbing and all that. And 
and yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if they're how it's how it works, but you know, I'm sure they have to pay it all back because they got caught. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Well, they probably have have to pay it back back to like you know a venture capitalist on top of. Well, they probably have had the Kickstarter account, but but I'm assuming that like maybe they also had you know a venture capitalist as well that uh, they got to pay back. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure because they got. I mean, there were. I think there was over a million something backed on wow. on Kickstarter. That's a lot. Yeah, I think for like those. Well, like you know, for those big ass amounts of money too, the FBI they'll straight up oh, yeah. come in and be like, "All yeah. right, what's going on here?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. that's crazy. Well, um, oh, um, I got a fun a fun icebreaker since since everybody here cares about cars. Mm. All right, so you have okay. So if you had to had to choose one car of your choice. And one road of your choice to outrun the the police in, and it's a straight up empty road. Well, nobody's on there. Which car would you choose, and which road? Well, I guess road road it is road. It doesn't matter so much because you know there's so many of them. But which car would you choose to outrun the police in? Aren't police cars outfitted? Are they? Do they have superchargers in them? It's not not all of them. Well, most cops cops are still having well like I think that for most cops they're still in the Ford Victoria or mm-hmm. they're in you know Ford Explorers and stuff I mean not that it really matters I see I'm chargers just, every I'm now and then yeah. I, I just know that they're they they really train these guys to to drive these things and do they yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I've, uh, yeah my some of my buddies that are cops they tell me like the actual driving training that they do yeah they really? go pretty hard yeah. and so and so could you say we've got like but cops probably have have a decent amount of skills compared to you know or well compared to like you know I'm a race car driver you know mm, I, I mean I don't know what training like race car drivers have to go through but I know like the police as driving aspect of it is pretty rigorous or like, like a ten block them. for example you know, okay, I, I mean ten block like, is like a ten ten obviously yeah. would you say that maybe police training is maybe like four or five, five. Yeah? yeah okay that's interesting yeah. I just heard stories, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm. that'd be fun. It would be. Yeah, I've be always like wanted to learn, so like you know, some stunt driving or like professional driving mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, some gym kind of. <coughs> yeah. Uh, are we talking like stock car or just any car that I've seen? Any car that you want. Dude, it'd be dope to run away f- from a cop in a Huna truck. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> With an American flag waving out the window. <laughs> America. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I, but that arrow, know. though, it would throw you off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but that thing's got like 900 some yeah. horsepower, like 700 <laughs> pound feet of torque. It would probably sn- snap snap the flagpole in half. Yeah. Mm. I, recently, I don't know what car I would drive, but it'd have to be something that has good handling and, and good acceleration. Uh, but the road, I just got, you know, after SEMA was over, um, I went over to this place called the uh, uh, Valley of Fire. Oh, it's a, it's I want to go there park. so bad. It's really nice. Yeah. But the speed limit is 30 miles an hour, but the roads are pristine and they curve and they, 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 they bank and there's a lot of ups and downs and it's, it's, it's an awesome road to drive. Mm-hmm. And I was so tempted to just floor the truck and drive through there but i've gotten a ticket out there 
insert a picture a of at project trd pro <laughs> right here <laughs> because he just posted a picture and i i saw the the road the, yeah. yeah right it, that road is it's it's beautiful man yeah. it's it's yeah. awesome there and just to drive through that i mean if if you can it's there's like yeah it's desert but the sand on that desert is like talcum powder mm. um so you don't really worry too much about what's on the road because it's so fine uh the road is 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 kept really well it's like it's it's super smooth the blacktop is like there's no there's no potholes there's i mean it's 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 a it's a cool road to drive but it's 30 miles 25 miles an hour is an hour in some places so you can't drive fast there but i would have loved to well like you know is it actually enforced yeah i i, I got pulled over there hmm. and that was the first time i used the i gotta go to the bathroom excuse oh i've, I've <laughs> always thought up. of using that excuse. yeah and i and, and it worked because i was on the way to the uh like their up ahead was the visitor center and that was the only bathroom for miles mm. and said you know i i gotta go to the bathroom and he said all right so let's make keep it slow yeah yeah and he followed me all the way over there and i went to the restroom Damn. <laughs> i have a feeling that that if i was a cop I would pull over people who were doing race car stuff, mm. not in a race car, because because that just pisses me off. You know, sometimes I'll be on the freeway and there will be a dude in a Toyota Corolla <laughs> zipping in and out of traffic at like 110 miles per hour. And I'm yeah. like, bro, just stop. <laughs> but if you're in a real car, it's like, all right, well, it's still like, you know, it's still bad, but but I'm a car guy. Yeah. So so, yeah. hey, and that's what what it was made for. You know, sure. I don't really mind that too much if, as long as they're doing it where you know the guy or the person has driving skill. Yes. You yes. know, you look at him and you're like, oh, that guy knows how to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's ballsy, but he's not doing it stupid. Like when you see guys cut off people and they kind of do that swerve back and forth just to try to keep in the lane and they're not like paying attention. But, or, but if you see someone who, who's confident and knows how to cut the lanes and it's just like, mm-hmm. like waving back and forth. And, yeah, I'd and let that in, go. Yeah. I'm like... Oh, that guy's pretty bad. So long as it's not a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest culprits out there. <laughs> but did you guys see see that video? It was maybe maybe about a month ago. That the, there was a guy. He was in a Huracan, and 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 a cop had like pulled up next to him, and a cop tried tried to race him. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, the cop tried think- to race him, and he got. Obviously, he got he got annihilated. Yeah, but but then he just let him was, go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was about to just say I thought this was like an entrapment thing. <laughs> the cop was was the one who like provoked it, but yeah. but I guess he just wanted to have a good time, you know, as opposed to just well, being cool. a jerk. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Going back to your question, if I had to pick a factory car, it's just because I've been on a Porsche craze GT3. lately. GT two. GT two. GT two RS. Yeah. yeah. That would be my pick. Hmm. Okay. It's not a bad car to choose. Mm-hmm. Because straight line performance and handling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Mike? Uh, that's, you know, uh, that's where I was thinking is is in the Porsche range because that's, you know, the, the, the driving car. You know, that's the one that everyone knows is, is built for speed and for, you know, for, for handling and all that. Yeah. That's, you know, that's probably where I would go. And you could do just about anything. Yeah. 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 I, I was driving out to that uh, that Valley of Fire. Um, as you're going on the 15 east past Vegas, uh, there's this racetrack on the right side that you can where you can drive exotic cars. 
and you know I'm, I'm cruising about you know 65 70 miles an hour on the freeway and i see these porsches that are just coming around the corner and just gunning it and they, they look so freaking fast mm -hmm. uh, i was i was like man let's go over there let's go drive let's <laughs> <laughs> just so pit stop real yeah, quick yeah exactly that's what i wanted to do it just it was, but go. It, yeah it was awesome yeah you know, like like my wife was in the car and she was watching and she's like man look how fast those guys are going yeah and i'm i'm going already like 70 miles an hour and these things are just like <laughs> like down that, that straightaway which is parallel to the freeway i was on it was crazy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. can feel the excitement from the distance i was at mm -hmm. i was just looking i'm like oh my gosh I, I can feel how fast they're going just from watching it yeah, like, you know, like the air kind of just like hits you a little yeah. bit, and but you got to steer yeah. steer properly again. You're yeah. Like, yeah, I love that feeling. Mm. And watching them take the corners, I mean, it was just... Effortless. Yeah. Like, what's the, what's the term? On rails? That's what it... car looked like it was on rails. Mm. If I had to choose one, I'd probably choose a 720S. Mm? Really? 720S, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. the greatest car in the world right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, according to everybody who's driving yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, I'd probably choose that. I've always had a fantasy though, you know, because I want to get that warm Buffett type money, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so, and this is actually a life goal of mine, you know, because I feel like life is all about it. Like life is all about experiences. So I want to one day. I want to. Go go on a cop car chase, you know. I'm in, say for example, a McLaren 720S. I want to get caught. I want to get taken to jail, post bail that same day, as my car is getting crushed. I want to be picked up in the exact same car, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then just go about you're my very day. Yeah, your crazy little fantasies. That's actually a fantasy of mine, like which <laughs> which which will come true. Like your your restaurant one with the valet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think about plays out all these scenarios yeah. in his head. <laughs> yes. What was that? That's flashback to what episode four or something like that. That was actually <laughs> I think that was our first episode in here, which was episode seven. Oh really? Episode seven. Damn, yeah. you guys are good. I don't remember anything. <laughs> it's hard to remember though. It's yeah. like, it's like it's like everything just seems like a blur. Yeah. You know? Especially the fact that like I don't even remember last week's. Like I got a little go listen to it now that you're yeah. done with it. I'm yeah. Just like yeah. It's 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 so weird. Yeah. And like you know, and then to think that like eventually we'll be on episode three hundred. Yeah. In time. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Mm. Damn. All right. Well, I guess that we should get on to business with uh, today's podcast. So, um, you know, we being in the toy industry, everything is a business overall. And there are certain laws. Well, not laws, but there are certain things that could ensure that that you either a succeed or b fail. And and the toy industry has its own types of ways to go about things that might be a little bit different from, you know, from like, you know, other types of industries. So if you guys are familiar with Dante's Inferno, there are the seven deadly sins. So if you guys had to had had to chalk up what the seven deadly sins of the toy industry are, what would they be? Damn. I don't know if I can name seven, but I the one thing that comes to my mind is never produce a product 
that is difficult to market, that's difficult to explain to the consumer, because if they don't get it right away, it's something that they're not going to want to purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had experience of like this in the past where the item was awesome, it was magical, but the problem was when you try to market it, people don't understand it. Yeah. And you want to make sure that they'd understand it right away or else they're just not going to be attracted to it at all. You know, so you have to... The overcomplication of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the item, and I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say it. it. It's, you know, we had a uh, product called the Air Guitar Rocker, the Guitar <laughs> Hero Air Guitar Rocker. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. man. It was magical. I mean, it's it was a, a belt buckle with a pick and you strum in front of the belt buckle and you don't have to touch the belt buckle you just strum in the air and it plays a chord so every time you strum it plays a chord of a song and we had these pre-recorded songs and you just keep strumming to the to the rhythm of the song and it plays the full song so if you do it correctly it sounds exactly like the song if you do it at the wrong rhythm it doesn't sound like the song mm. but it and, and so it was, but you could like actually hear it well miss a chord or yeah, miss a string like dun, dun 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 deep purple exactly but if you did it wrong, and if you did it fast, well, you won't even sound the same. But then you would have to act it all out. So, whenever we did videos and and um, you know, uh, we tried to do a little uh, like YouTube video thing, people were like, "Oh, why would I need that? I can do that with a with a tennis racket." But they don't understand that the music's coming out of. You know, so we had a belt buckle, a little amp, which is a speaker that was it looked like a like a like a Marshall amp. That was connected to the belt buckle, and the belt buckle was just a sensor that picked up the wave of the, of the what's it called, the, of the pick. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. As soon as you put, it, give it to someone to try out, they understood it, and they're like, "Wow, this is cool!" And they bought it. Like we had live appearances at at local uh, retailers, and had people try it, and almost maybe about ninety five percent of the people who tried it bought it. But you try to put it on a commercial, and you have people watch it, they're like. What's this? This guy. And there's really nothing there for people to see. All you see is a guy or a girl or a little kid waving their hand in front of their waist. And that's all it is. <laughs> they don't understand what's happening because it's, it, it, you know, marketing wise, it, you have to experience it mm. to be able to understand it. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think for me, I, I feel like it's being a good partner. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's on the retail level or the licensing level, um, you know, and we talked about this in previous podcasts before too, where like it's kind of like going above and beyond. I, I think to service that that relationship, you know, um, at the end of the day, the toy industry is actually not that big. Um, so if you've been around long enough, you meet a lot of big players and you just never know like who you're going to run into or who, whose help you might need. Mm-hmm. And so you, you never want to burn bridges, uh, especially in the toy industry, I feel yeah. because everybody talks yeah. and it's a small, uh, big industry, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of trippy. Um, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Along those lines, another one would be to understand your contracts with your licensors. Make sure that you know all the details because you can be missing something. You can you can overlook something. Uh, you know, there's a lot of details in there. If you don't understand what's in there, uh, you can't use certain things to uh, to your advantage. You can't. You may you know you may be wasting money, uh, not, not knowing what's in the in the contract. But yeah, if if you have to make sure. And 
with our company, we have a lot of different licenses mm -hmm. and there's a lot of different contracts to keep track of. We have to make sure we know all the details for every one of them and they're all different. Mm -hmm. So th that's another thing that we, you know, right. would be a, a, a huge problem if we didn't understand all of our contracts. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We'd just be wasting money. Left wasting, and right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasting money and not knowing what we can spend money on and and it's uh yeah because it's it's yeah it's tough it's yeah. like we have to make sure that our licensing department is on us um our the marketing department is is on top of all of our marketing commitments um you know there's there's things that are in there that you have to keep track of or else you know if you don't you just write a check and it's just gone yeah into thin air hmm. mm -hmm. all right so not quite seven, but those are like some of the main that's, ones. That's that three. Like, <laughs> three that, like, like it's just kind of like f at first thought, like what pops into our minds as far as like, you know, some of the things maybe to pay attention to or to mm -hmm. take into account, I think. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad that you finished up the seven or the three since <laughs> with that last one talking about wasting money because because another question I have you have is um you know in terms of PR and and for marketing you know how about if you guys could could um could try to identify five of the biggest things that just waste money that that not just just in the toy industry but also with like you know any industry period what are things things a business will do to try to market themselves or to gain PR, but it's just going well nowhere. It's a you know it's a black hole. It's a money wasting pit. Well what are five things things that you guys have seen over the three years? I can give one that I feel then provides like multiple subcategories under this one and feel free to tack on to it. But uh I think branding. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the uh, in today's age, how I kind of see it, um, like we live in a in a society right now where a lot of like small businesses are becoming the new hot thing, right? Like a lot of people are. S Kind of self-proclaiming, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> and, Check know. my Insta bio. <laughs> yeah, like a young CEO and all, like the, just kind of like the the age that we're living in. But I feel like a lot of people have the wrong idea. And again, this is just my opinion of I feel like what I've seen, and, and I guess the approach, my approach, would be much different. But as it relates to uh, I don't know, like these startup companies versus like us where we're a medium-sized, you know, toy company. Um, a lot of them t tend to focus more on waste money on branding, like right off the bat. How so? Um, so I feel like, and this is where I feel like it kind of goes and creates its own subcategories. Mm -hmm. So like when you're talking about creating an ad or a graphic, a creative image to be rolled out, uh, you know, digitally or, or social and things like that, um, then I feel like people waste a lot of time and money on the creation of that because they're looking for things to, uh, they're approaching it, I think, very creatively, which I think you should, but they forget like the aspect, the business aspect of it, mm -hmm. right? So like whether it's your call outs on it, uh, like a call to action, um, making sure that it, you know, like certain 
like placements for text or image uh, assets is pretty key, I feel, in, in creating like said ad or even if you wanted to make a billboard. Um, I think just to have like the basic necessities in place, whether it's your social media calls, your website, um, uh, again, the, the call to action, whatever that message is, um, trying to make it very clear like to what we were talking about a little bit earlier when it comes to the product, like making sure it's visually well represented. I feel a lot of people get caught up in like making it very uh, pretty mm -hmm. and that they neglect like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they go and back it with some crazy budget that <coughs> might not be strategically well thought out, I feel. So not only did you just waste money on like some crazy budget to promote this on all over social, it's not an effective ad, right? Uh, then at that point, I would probably assume that you're not even spending or allocating the necessary amount of money on like tracking, targeting is another thing, right? So that's where I say under branding, there's all these multiple subcategories. Yes. So uh, that's kind of like what came into my mind with. I have a couple and they're not as maybe complex or deep in the marketing <laughs> world as well, for Daryl, but... Make it be PD too. <clears throat> no. oh, it could be anything. It could be well, anything. we just got back from SEMA. You set it up. You saw how everything worked. There's a ton of carpet out there. <laughs> oh. And what do they do with that carpet after? I... Well, not only that. <laughs> well, not only that. A ton of white carpet. Yeah, ours had a ton of white carpet. Yeah, so I don't well, know. If it wasn't white by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Do they open that up, wash them all down, and then reuse them for the next show? Hell no. Because they're cutting every one of these. Every show they cut carpet to cut, you know, to fit the show room floor and how the whole thing lays out. So I don't think they're reusing carpet. They're doing new rolls of carpet for every show. Yeah, and that is a huge waste to me. It looks. Hmm. Because it's just like, yeah, it's just a massive amount of carpet. Yeah, it's cheap carpet, but it's still, it's thousands and thousands of square feet of carpet. That shit adds up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And then the other thing is, um, have you ever went to a movie theater? And how many, besides the movie trailers, do you remember any of the ads that happened before the movie? Zero. <laughs> so Zero. spending money on, on those movie pre-roll advertising uh, I think is, is a waste of money yeah yeah I mean I mean you know it's almost as bad as bad as TV commercials in today's world yeah it's yeah. almost as useless as billboards well you know TV commercials now are you know everyone has DVR they skip through it so yeah there that's another one I mm -hmm. think it's going with the times though yeah. you know because like a few years ago spending money on uh, like tracking yeah and, and targeting specifics like wasn't even a thing yeah now now it's a very important thing it's almost a science now yeah, yeah but well, even before like maybe maybe one i want to say five six years ago they didn't even track dvr because they couldn't they didn't know how to and now you know people who record and watch later they, they they're able to track that now it's hmm. funny because like this is almost the internal struggle for myself mm -hmm. as marketing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, one that I have still been trying to find uh, an answer to, and I'm not sure that I will, just because I feel like right now, um, you know, I, you have this uh, diversity, I feel, that's mm -hmm. in the toy industry where you, you're having a little bit of the younger generation now, yeah. but you have a lot of the older generation, like the longer players, whether it's a buyer or an existing yeah. toy company. Right. 
so the older generation is kind of stuck on their ways of mm-hmm. what they feel is still effective, whereas, yeah. whereas the younger generation sees something completely, totally different. Um, so, and what I'm referring to is the TV commercial aspect of it, mm. right? You spend like upwards of $500,000 for a TV commercial, like just to make an air. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, everything that we just talked about as far as like, the targeting and tracking like the return, maybe even placing like a, a link to the product page where you can directly, you know, tar- have people go um, to a specific place to find exactly what it is they're looking for or what they might have just saw. Um, I, I think is more effective than running a 30 second or minute long TV commercial, blast it, whether it's nationally televised and just kind of like what? pray and hope that people see it yeah yeah i to me that's just kind of i i don't know that that, that's just my perspective but here's the thing man like a lot of retailers still love it a lot of licensing partners still love it and Mm -hmm. when they hear that you're doing a tv commercial to them they just think oh they're backing it with marketing dollars and that and that can really let you know that like they're still being ran with that well, 1950s style business mentality. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, I like it's also my job to understand the different perspectives so that I can adequately present my maybe opinion. Right. Um, so on one hand, I suppose I can understand it. Like at the end of the day, I think we understand that while a lot of the generation or people today are uh on Netflix, on YouTube, on Hulu, Amazon Video, whatever. Um, There's still a good amount of people that are watching TV. It's just, I think the overwhelming population is just kind of like deviated away from that. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, To me, it's like it's right now, it almost seems like it makes more sense to pay a, uh, an influencer more than doing a a commercial. A well well targeted influencer, I I feel, but you know, like, but like at the end of the day, like, it makes a difference, actually, um, when we go into a meeting as marketing to say we're going to run this uh, not or we're not going to run this commercial or sizzle traditionally via commercial, but we're going to run this digitally and back it with X amount of dollars. But here's all the back end information that we're able to receive that's more uh, quantifiable yeah. than running a TV commercial well, what? like a TV commercial is, you know, you can, it's hit and miss. You you put a TV commercial out and you can kind of uh, set where you want it to show so you can possibly hit the, the right target audience. Uh, but, but you, you don't just, know. But you just said something right now that kind of proves the point that, like, I've been trying to make internally <laughs> like, yeah. for the longest time. Possibly. Yeah, it's possibly. It's because you don't know who's actually watching it. You know, but when you go to like a YouTube and you know kids are watching a certain uh, uh, kid that likes to play with toys, you want to target you know, and you want to target those age kids. You know that if you're going to put your commercial in front of that, they're going to see it. Yeah, and that's a lot more. Uh, I think it's more worth our while and our money to go to that. And it's than, cheaper. Yeah, yeah. It, your it's money cheap. goes a lot longer. It goes a long way. Well, there's a lot of math behind. You know what your product is and then trying to find who who your demographic is for yeah. example 
say, for example, if I have, you know, a life insurance company. All right. I won't go too hard on social media because, because, you know, okay, a majority of social media is probably younger age people who don't have, have, have a lot of money who aren't exactly thinking of what life insurance. And so, and so it probably couldn't be that great, great Mm -hmm. of an ROI Mm -hmm. to, you know, advertise on, on Instagram. ROI is return on investment. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But say for example, with like, you know, the elderly, Mm-hmm. population yeah they still watch tv yeah. they still watch commercials they still read read the newspaper mm-hmm. they're usually not not on an instagram or a facebook right. and so maybe i should target it there yeah and and then you know with whoever else is 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 your demographic i think it just comes down to main like you know the main thing is you know targeting who they are and then treating it as if it's a lightsaber which is a very what concentrated beam of light as opposed to a flashlight, which is just dispersed everywhere, pretty mm-hmm. weak, and the possibility of, of finding who you want. And one thing yeah. I want to clarify, too, like this is my perspective on as it pertains to us as a company and how we view it, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not, um, we're not like a huge, huge uh, toy company, uh, but given over the past couple of years, you know, um, considering ourselves to be really medium sized, we have to be a little bit more dialed in and strategic in our decision making um, as it pertains to dollars being spent. Yeah. So if at the end of the day, it's going to cost us, I don't know, I'm just throwing this number out there, a million dollars to shoot and run a TV commercial versus like, I don't know, 100,000 to produce and back a spot digitally, which one do you think we're going to lean towards exactly right yeah, so when what's which one's going to be more efficient and work better effective, for your money? yeah right so i'm coming at it from the viewpoint of us as a company and i'm not saying don't ignore or or don't like write off the fact that like tv commercials aren't effective um it might be if it might be well worth it, i think if we were much bigger um and we have multiple product offerings but i i just think for our dollar to go further and be a little bit more effective for who we are uh, makes a little bit more sense to strategically i think make the better financial decision to do everything that we just talked about in in sales there's a term called uh, uh, a pre-qualified consumer it's a consumer that you know is most likely to purchase your product when you do a commercial a tv commercial that you put online or on 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 broadcast uh the people that are seeing it, there's a lot less pre-qualified people than you, there are if you were to do it on a targeted YouTube ad, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you you want to hit those people that you know are more likely to see your commercial and want to buy your product. Absolutely. And another thing, too, I think that, that for us to be, you know, a medium-sized company, in a lot of ways, ways it's an advantage, too, because, because you know, even though we we might not have you know a million bucks to make a tv commercial that has almost well no impact for us we can take smaller chunks of money mm-hmm. we'll target it focus it on something that 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 can have have a bigger impact on us or if we missed that ball completely we didn't spend a ton of money too mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. so and so you know it's kind of like you know it's kind of like in well, martial arts, you know, um, for example, you know, 
if this guy guy is a big two hundred sixty pound dude, dude who's a really good good striker, name G Maximus, name name <laughs> name name G Maximus, <laughs> he can knock you out in one blow, but he doesn't have a ground game, and you're a smaller dude, yeah, whose striking isn't that good. You should take him to the ground instead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. just play to what your strengths are and use what your advantages are that you have at the moment. You know? Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. And with being medium sized, I mean, we're quick, nimble, and agile enough to kind of change. You know? Our yeah, we don't have to go through through a board of directors and bureaucracy and all that other type of crap. You well, know? it's just the kind of the DNA of, and our culture here. You mm-hmm. know, Jada Toys is has is you know we don't have a lot of people and levels we have to go through to make things happen because we all kind of more work together on a, a more level playing field yeah which is really nice and it's a you know it's a different way of running things but it's i think it's really efficient mm-hmm. yeah yeah we could actually speak face to face to make a choice instead of having to send an email off to god knows where and yeah. wait three months for something to come back you know? yeah and at the end of the day, I think going back to your question of like wasting money, I think that's a perfect example of like running a traditional TV commercial versus running it on like a digital space. Mm-hmm. Like, at, you know, uh, and again, pertaining to us, which one's the better one for Jada as a as a company, given the size we're at, given that the budget that we have, you know, uh, our money goes a lot further on the social and digital space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another thing thing. You know that that I think is a huge waste of money. That that it could be good, but I feel like you know the market has become so saturated with it. Is um is you know these these companies who go out and they'll spend the money on on you know either I'm an influencer agency, a PR agency, or or some types of well or some types of well marketing agencies. Is there a use for that? I think so, but I think a lot of these of these influencer-based agencies are missing the ball on what it even means to be to be I'm an influencer. You know, just because somebody has has a lot of followers, or just because well somebody is able to pimp a product from week to week, does not mean mean that they're I'm an influencer. You know, if we want to to like have it on on a bigger scale, okay, the Jersey Shore. Um, you know, Snooky. Okay, and so she had 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 a lot of products that she was was endorsing at one point mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. But but guess what? Her name de- You know, her name has no weight behind it. She's yeah. just somebody who was on a TV show that people seem seem to recognize. Yeah. But you know who is an influencer? I mean, I'm an influencer is someone who can move a market with their name alone. You know. Floyd Mayweather yeah. is an influencer, you know. Yeah. Beyonce and Jay Z, those are influence. Oprah, mm-hmm. that is an influencer, you know. And so, and so, you know, there's somebody who has who has a captive audience, and they're able to move that natal with their name. I yeah. think. I think that that is what is what I mean. Influencer is, and so for all of these of these influencer agencies, I think that that you know, they need to read to find what they actually are because just because this dude dude has 50,000 people it doesn't mean mean that he's an influencer well are they aspirational yeah uh that's That's my question at the end of the day like do you want to be snooky yeah oh that that too exactly that too that's how i categorize 
influencer or yeah. not. Mm -hmm. But you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of companies when they try when they do marketing, it's not about a very quality uh, uh, Im impression. It's just about the sheer quantity of the impression. And it's so funny because I was I actually was having a I went out to dinner last night with a buddy and we were talking about this very thing mm -hmm. where how like companies get caught up in the numbers. Mm -hmm. People get caught up in the numbers and in a world where Instagram is king mm -hmm. and you see like, oh, this so and so or this company has the X amount of followers and you just like, OK, this is kind of interesting. You dip into like a an image real quick and you see that's only got like three comments yeah they, oh exactly yeah. exactly so like where's your engagement where's the organic part of it where you know like but for most people uh, i'm willing to bet oh my god hundred thousand followers big deal yeah but you well, don't know if they got if they paid for those if they yeah, you know exactly mm -hmm. i think a lot of it and a lot of these agencies are more about uh, smoke and mirrors yes it's just about that that big number it's like it's it's shock and awe you know but is it quality impressions that's the only thing you know i'd rather is there but the problem is is there's no way to measure a quality impression as opposed to just a regular impression right and True. that right there is kind of like i think the challenge of marketing is mm -hmm. a lot especially of, this day and age yeah like a lot of people understand marketing to be smoke and mirrors yeah to paint a beautiful picture um to make everything so grand and and look seems so great from from the outside, but the reality is because we're in it, you also see the other side of it. How do you make it effective? How do you continue to drive engagement? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's so it's creating the smoke and mirror effect, but also on the plus on the other side is it's trying to make it as effective as possible. Yeah, that's the that's the balance I think that you're you're trying to achieve or you're trying to find, yeah. and it's also a very difficult thing. Yeah, there has to be some real type type of substance behind it, I think. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like what's your reasoning for rolling out like said campaign or, or image? Are you doing it because it's cool? You think this is a great piece? But like it, I feel like you always have to kind of ask yourself like why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's your reasoning behind it? I think when it comes to a lot of these things that we do. Yes. Um, does it make sense? Because we might think it's cool. Right. But uh, the same thing that Mike referenced a few podcasts ago to product. We might think it's cool, but the majority might not. And we have to abide by that. Because, yeah. So know, it's always trying yeah. to like think about it from a different point of view. I like to say it's like playing chess instead of playing checkers. Mm. You know, mm. Every, yeah. you know, of a lot of these things, things have to be very, very um, strategic. You know, I feel like like you know from 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 a marketing standpoint you know from a marketing standpoint and then with all of this sort of influencers social media talk you know too many things things are about um well too many things are about always trying to smother people with mm -hmm. a sale yeah. sell 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 but but they're not truly providing anything of value to yeah. to the end consumer you know um Gary Vaynerchuk, um, he has a book called Jab, Jab, Right Hook. And what he means by that is, you know, jabbing is you're, is you're providing people with something of actual value. And then, but you go for, for a right hook after you've jabbed, well, maybe like three times. And the right hook is when you actually ask them to, to buy something, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and so instead of being, being somebody who just takes, 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 Instead, provide value, provide value, provide value, ask for nothing, 
provide value. And then the fifth time, all right, hey, uh, so you want to buy this? Yeah. You know? And what that does is you're creating a, a customer or fan base that's willing to stay with you for a long period of time. You create that sustainable longevity of and formula for success as opposed to making a quick dollar. Yeah. Yeah. You brought up uh, the the purchasing, you know, likes and things like that or, or viewers and I hate uh, that shit. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy because it's you know doing this whole build thing that I did with SEMA um, and I started an Instagram for the for my build, but you see other people who are doing it and they only have like maybe five pictures, but they have thousands of followers. And you're like, how do they get that? Are, are they, and then they're kind of misleading their sponsors because they're saying, oh, I have all these these followers, but they, I'm sure they're 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 purchased. Yeah, because there's Absolutely. you know they have no substance inside of their 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 Instagram account. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing there, and that's why I kind of really am proud of what you guys did with our Instagram account. Because you know, I can tell you 100%, none of them was bought. Not a we're damn. in the we're, we're all in, organic. Yeah, it's all super. It's all organic. It's you know we started from zero. And built it up to what the forty thousand. We're at forty four point eight thousand. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty awesome. And I've seen like, like you know, I'm not gonna name any names, but I've seen brand new toy companies who open up a new account for a, a product, and suddenly they're in the forty, fifty, sixty, hundred thousand range of followers, and they've only been up for a week. Yeah. How you know that's I don't think yeah. or they're getting that organically. The first thing I always look at is I go into like their comment section. Yes. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way yeah. way to gauge real from fake. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's and to your point for your SEMA thing, I think that's the responsibility of also like the sponsors and not it just goes back to getting caught up in the numbers. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's what's crazy, you know, in marketing it's it's a lot of it is about just the numbers. Yeah. But you ha- we have to as the the new uh, generation of marketers, I think we have to uh, educate the ones that don't really know about it and and let them understand uh you know there's it's it's a totally different way of marketing now and and how we're reaching people is totally different mindset uh, approach strategy i think all of that is a is a big factor or or at least something to take into consideration when you're crafting like a new like plan or, or you know for anything that you're going to be planning to roll out really mm-hmm. or, or anything that you want to go after so i mean Again, it's, I think it's trying to be as smart and efficient as you can, trying to make your dollar go as long as it can or as far as it can. Absolutely. Hmm. Yep. Well, that was pretty good. I dig that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brian, and so how many minutes are we at? Uh, 55. Okay, 55? Yeah. All right. Well, but you guys have anything else that you want to well, maybe expand upon? Yeah. No. Not much, G Maximus. G Maximus. <laughs> you know, I think I'm gonna stick with that. G Maximus. Today, I'm gonna get a request on Instagram. G Maximus wants to follow you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, start my own. Start my own page. And I ain't buying no damn followers either. <laughs> it's gonna be all organic. <laughs> you won't see his face. You just see the glutes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole page is just the glutes. You know what? <laughs> I think you gotta do it. <laughs> the, the gears in my head are turning right now. <laughs> um, right. Next, you're gonna have to get a big vanity mirror, yep. and then you're gonna have to practice your posing. Ooh. Get that down, G Maximus. Who says I don't practice it? All <laughs> <right>? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I 
Hey, hey Daryl, why don't you take a sip of your uh, water? <laughs> dude, I don't know what the hell just happened with that. I'm not drinking that. Dude. What happened to your water? I, don't know, I was looking at it and it was like, there's all this like lint and stuff. Yeah, I was like, that wasn't there when I walked in, dude. It was, it was like halfway through, I was looking at it and I'm like, there's a bunch of lint in your water. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, that was not there when I walked in with it. I'm like, I'm going to pour that out right now or right yeah. after this. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty yeah, it's probably, you know. I saw you looking dust. at it and I wanted to say something. But yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm thinking like, well, I'm talking about marketing. And the other half of my brain is like, how the hell did that happen? Like, <laughs> it's pretty impressive, right? To go on a tangent and but thinking about how Lint got in my water. Yeah, man. The human brain brain's ability to... The human brain's ability to be able to compartmentalize things is yeah. amazing. Yep. Yeah. You know, on that note, too, you know, three months ago, I was trying to find the name of a rapper who I used to listen to on Spotify, but I was not able to pinpoint what his name was. I was like, what the hell was his name? And then I didn't think about it at all. Last night, I'm taking a shower. And then suddenly it pops into my head what his name is. I'm yeah. like, wow, the human brain is yeah. is the human brain is stupid. Were you still trying to think of it, or it just popped up in your head? I completely hadn't thought of it uh, at all in these past three months. That's funny. And then it just pops up in Isn't my that head. Crazy, because then that means your brain is still processing still this whole thing as you're not even conscious about it. Exactly. So why can't it do that for some actual important? <laughs> God. That's funny. Uh, I love that's cool. Yeah, I love being a human. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was episode 16 of the Jada Cast podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like it, subscribe, we'll send it to a friend. You know, uh, we are trying to build build this podcast to be a big thing. Um, we want to get 10,000 sub subscribers on our YouTube channel by by next year, and the only way that we'll be able to do it is with the help of all of you. So um, that is all for this week. We are the voice of the toy industry. I am Jordan. I'm Daryl. I'm Loki. <laughs> and we will see you guys G next Maximus. week. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm G Maximus. Damn, I need to find my name. Yeah, Daryl needs one. <laughs> Peace out. Uh, no, for real, though. Yeah. Let me see. Because I, I, I went like this. I, I was looking at it. And that I was, was not there, yeah. dude. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that was not that was not there when I walked in. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm not sipping on this no more, dude.